This is episode 229 of the 200 Churches Podcast. To end on time, uh, start on time, if we have an agenda, if we have prioritized that agenda, then if the most important things were number one and number two, then the other things aren't as important. Therefore, we can afford to say, hey, you know what? We got to wrap this up in 10 minutes because I told you I'd get you out of here by 830. I'd get you out of here by nine. We'll just have to bump these remaining agenda items either to our next meeting or maybe handle it via email or whatever. Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast, where every Wednesday we produce a fresh episode of ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches. Now here are two guys who, like you, serve in the trenches of small church ministry. The Smothers Brothers of Ministry Podcasts, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Jeff Cady. I'm here in the opulent and luxurious 200 Churches Podcast Sound Recording Studio all by myself for this episode, episode 229. Today, we have Dave Jacobs, who joins us to talk about how to have great and effective meetings. We titled this episode, Meetings, Bane or Blessing with Dave Jacobs. And Dave and I and Johnny, for the first half of the episode anyway, we have a great discussion about meetings. Really what we're talking about is board meetings or leadership team meetings or deacon meeting, elder meeting, any kind of a leadership team that you have at your church, how do your meetings go? We talk about the things that uh, really blow a meeting out of the water, and then we talk about the ways to make meetings go well and be productive and enjoyable for the participants. And then about halfway through the episode, Johnny has to take off, and then Dave and I just finish the discussion. And And this is so timely for me because as we're releasing this, the night before we release this, I had a board meeting. And I had a board meeting where we followed some of the things that we're talking about on this episode, and I did not follow other things. So we're still learning at this. Pastors, uh, we can, I've been in ministry now 30 years. This past Easter, it was 30 years. I am still learning about meetings, and I have to imagine so are you. And and I'll, I will tell you, no matter how good you are at leading a meeting, you can get better. So uh, here's a true confession. I believe in 227 episodes, we never missed recording an introduction to an episode together, Johnny and I. Tonight, as I'm putting this episode together, I am searching in vain for the recording, for the introduction and the conclusion to this episode. That's why we are sans Johnny. We are without Johnny right now. I have nobody to pick on, nobody to run down and to rip on, nobody to insult, critique, or criticize. It's very lonely at the top tonight at the 200 Churches Podcast. So we're going to get right into it, and uh, this is a great episode. Dave gives some really just some good do's and don'ts. Take some notes, and at the end, Dave is going to review some of the things that he shared, and I think I add a bonus thing on there at the end, but uh, you'll enjoy it. Here it is. Dave Jacobs, so good to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Hey, it's nice to be here. It's been a while, huh? It's been like 20 weeks, Dave. Too long. 20 weeks. I think it's been 20 weeks. You know, what's really bothering me is we usually, before we we start actually recording the podcast, we have our obligatory uh, five to ten minutes of just kind of going goofy on each other. 
and then and then it's kind of like okay hey we got to stop we got to stop laughing we got to record something okay ready three two one hey it's Dave Jacob <laughs> we don't get to talk politics beforehand this time is that what you're talking about you guys are the only ones that I feel like I can talk politics about <laughs> other than my wife yeah well that's really welcome true. to America baby that's you're, about right. you're the only two two ultra conservatives that I know <laughs> right so Dave oh, the, the, Dave the reason no, we didn't it's have it's good to be back the reason we didn't have the obligatory is because Johnny is going to be uh, taken off here on us in just a little bit I'm so. the worst host of this podcast everybody knows it so we want I'm really disappointed. I mean, it's been so long, and like I look forward to talking to both of you fairly equally, and uh, and now you're cutting out. Hey, you give me some of that free coaching that you've been giving Jeff, and maybe I'll come around and we can talk it's a little really bit more true. often. Yeah, it's really true. That's what it's yeah. going to take. Well, <laughs> he'll need some of that free coaching very soon working with me, so uh, anytime you want to start, Dave. <laughs> absolutely. That'd be fine. Okay, just, just let me know. Have your people call my people. Oh, absolutely, yes. One of those free slots, trial slots. That's, that's right. Watch that. This is going to be smooth. Dave, when you're my coach, we're going to have to have some meetings. I hope yeah. that those meetings don't suck. Uh, wow, that's interesting because, <laughs> you know, that would make an interesting subject for us to talk about. That sure would. How to have meetings in your church that don't suck. <laughs> I'm not talking about like Sunday, the, the Sunday morning meetings, you know, like church, you know, the church sure. service thing. I'm I'm talking to you know whether it be a, a board meeting, leadership team meeting, any any type of business meeting or planning meeting. Boy, have have you guys ever been? I mean, not at your church, not while working together. Never but at our church. Have you ever been at a meeting that just sucked? Johnny, are you good at leading meetings? I've never been given the opportunity. You know, it's a pretty the the environment here just holds you down. It just stands on your neck. And so no, I've not had a lot of opportunity. <laughs> I've they not had a lot of opportunity. Trust you with the meetings. <laughs> but I'll say this. I've had I've had some meetings with some volunteers in, in ministries that I've run. And and I yeah, I don't think I do that good of a job either. Maybe like a four. So I need this. I need you to tell me how to have meetings that don't suck. Well, I, it, it comes from uh, talking to so many pastors who will relay to me, like, uh, usually it's something like a board meeting, you know, where where it's like they, they tell me what goes on and it, it just, it was terrible or it was useless or they felt it was a, a waste of time. Personally, uh, having pastored for so many years, I have to admit, most of the meetings I led, but I have been in on my fair share of meetings where I, you know, I, I just wanted to run out of the room screaming. I kept looking at my clock. I'm, you know, playing some game on my phone. I mean, just, you know, terrible meetings. Yeah, and I have too. And unfortunately, I, when I looked around the room, I realized I was the leader of the meeting. So, oh, no. yeah, so pastor, uh, you're listening and... uh you have led many meetings that just did not go well. In fact, they sucked. And so, Dave, <laughs> you're going to give us and, – and, and this is just the truth. We, we can't even deny it. We know that it's true. Then um, this happens – this is almost an epidemic in churches. Mm. And I wouldn't even say in small churches. I would say in many churches, you know, having because having meetings is hard. So, Dave, you're going to help us just think through some of that today and maybe give us some – pointers and direction on how to make our meetings more effective. Well, it gets even better than that. I, I mean, a while ago, I actually asked pastors uh, on my uh, group page, Small Church Pastor group page on Facebook, I, I asked them, you know, what 
what what are some of the problems you have with meetings or what have you experienced meetings that were just terrible they they just you know they they were so hard to uh endure and uh, either what have you said that you were responsible for or you know what have you actually experienced in someone else's meetings and they i really got some great feedback from that so they they helped you make some uh notes for this episode there you go yeah well yeah they they really did and and as as the uh the list grew i, I actually i think there's only like five or six that that were kind of uh reoccurring themes i thought oh my gosh this is this is this is a very real problem and sometimes it's our fault uh, it really is. I, I think that if if we are asking people to come to a meeting and it's becoming harder and harder to get people to come to a meeting other than church, it's hard enough to get people to come to church consistently. But right, if on top right. of that, on top of that, you're asking people to come Sunday night, midweek or whatever, some for some kind of leadership meeting, board meeting, boy, we better make sure it was worth their time. And And if it's not really worth their time, I don't think we we have the right to complain that they don't come to the meetings. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. What it, do you think? I agree completely. I have a meeting that comes to my mind that we had at our church. It was our annual meeting, and uh, uh, a friend of mine uh, was because he was becoming a deacon. He was going to get voted in to be a deacon of the church, and right. he'd never been to an annual meeting before. He'd never, you know, had any desire, and he felt like he should, if they were going to vote for him to be a deacon, that he should show up to the annual <laughs> meeting, right? Which is a good sense. This meeting went off the rails so bad. It cruised along at, at, at high speed for about 45 minutes. We thought we were good and great, and everything was going to be done, and then it, this thing crashed and It just burned. mutated before your very eyes. It did, and yeah. I felt, I'm looking at my friend, and later he would tell me that he never wants to come to a meeting again as long as he lives because this thing got so bad and he's thinking to himself, is this what happens? Is this like, yeah. is this what happens at the church? Yeah, so, sometimes. Uh, sometimes it oh, does. Oh, man. I felt like I want to protect this guy. I wanted to protect myself from this meeting, but I wanted to protect this guy. Uh, yeah, meetings can get real bad, real bad. It's one of those things where, I mean, the listeners out there today who maybe been to Bible college, been to seminary or, or whatever, or, or just looked for a good book on the subject, you, you know, we don't have – we're not given typically classes on how to have an effective meeting. Right. You no. know, it's not something that is always, you know, that we've ever been trained in. And yet, if you think about, it, we're always calling meetings in in one degree or another. It's a big part of what we do. We need to get good at it. You know, it makes me think, Dave. You say we're always calling meetings, but it's it's also about communication. We're always communicating. In fact, what we're doing in meetings is communicating. So, really, a lot of this just has to do with communication. Yeah, yeah. You want to find out what Pastor said? We we could go down with the the Absolutely. top kind of uh, responses I got on my group page, and uh, then the three of us can kind of uh, unpack it until Johnny obviously has something more important to do. Oh, there it is. And so, is this why uh, meetings? No, no, is this just, the reasons the meetings suck? Is that what we're talking about now? People that should be there have messed up priorities and leave early. Is that what you're getting at? I that can be one of the the reasons. But yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, that would be we, an we example. Just speaking the truth in love. Speaking <laughs> the truth in love. Amen. Walking in the word. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness. No, no, that's fine. You know, just kind of uh, let us know when you're going to say goodbye, and then uh, we'll just keep going, so that's no problem. But here here are the things. When I ask pastors what makes a, a meeting bad or boring or unproductive or what causes a meeting to be sabotaged, uh, these are some of the things that they came up with me, and, and we'll talk about each one. Uh, number one, they, they, they said, when, uh, whenever I come to a meeting and I'm not prepared for the meeting. Oh, yeah. Some guys, they, they, uh, you know, pastors, they really think they're good at winging it, but they're really not. <laughs> 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 they think that way about preaching, too. You know, I'll just let what the Spirit gives me. They think they're good at that, but you listen to them and you're saying, um, I don't think you're as good at that as you think you it are. Didn't, it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. Yeah. No, you 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 should always come to a meeting having adequately prepared, you know, and it goes back to this thing that we're asking people to take time out of their busy schedule to come to our meetings. And I don't know, it seems like if I'm not prepared in a meeting, my leaders, they might forgive me once, they might forgive me twice. Right. But after that, they're going to start to make excuses for not coming. Uh, or if they do come, they're coming with a bad attitude. Right. I mean, maybe you've experienced that. You guys tell me a little bit about your stories of, you, you know, the person you're going to have a meeting who's leading the meeting. You've been in the meeting before. You just wanted to, to scream. And so you go because you're a good guy. But you have a bad attitude when you're there. Yeah, I can think of several meetings. Uh, I don't want to get too specific, you know, because church folk listen. But I can think of several meetings that I've had where I was carrying a less than stellar attitude in because because of what I was worried would transpire there. And, you know, I would say, too, it could be hard if, uh, if it's a meeting that one person has been given the right to run. Um, that person has a lot more, if he is prepared or she is prepared, then they have a lot more control over what happens. If you're coming to a round table discussion uh, meeting, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are the ones that I would have a hard time getting my stomach ready for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just yeah. believed at some point because there's no clear, cohesive you know, idea of this person is the leader of this meeting and we shut up <laughs> when they tell us yeah. to. God knows what's going to happen in that situation. You know what I mean? Well, in a, a a brainstorming type meeting, you know, that is the kind kind of meeting that the leader plays a more subdued role in. You know, yeah, um, absolutely. But but then then there are different types of meetings where maybe the leader would you know would have to say more. Like I say, we'll wait for a minute here because even that is one of the things that pastors said sabotage a good oh okay yeah the whole thing so but i you know i i think you know being prepared is important for us i agree being prepared and did they talk about why they wouldn't be prepared is it just maybe some people aren't prepared? you know boy i think you know sometimes they're just lazy or sometimes they're they're overextended so they didn't end up having the time to prepare or they think they're good at winging it. They think, no, no, I, I, in my head, I know clearly what I'm going to say, but they don't like write it down or anything. And then something happens in the dynamic of that meeting environment that, that kind of makes them go off on rabbit trails or, you know, something 
like that. What what other reasons could you guys come up with for why someone would be comfortable in not being prepared? I think if you're if you're flying around, you're flying around between one thing and the other, you know, moving at warp speed, and yeah, it, it, it either slips through the cracks on you, or you are convinced that you can take care of it without the preparation, or maybe you even feel bad that you're not prepared. But really, when are you supposed to prepare? You know, you've got a meeting with elders, a meeting with deacons, a meeting with children's ministry leaders, a meeting with worship yes. leaders, a meeting with, you know what I'm saying? And and at some point, you have to slow down if you're ever going to actually be prepared to have a meeting. You know, I, I love that. It, it would be good, like, if you know, okay, tonight we're going to have a board meeting. It would be good if you said, okay, I'm going to schedule, you know, 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be long to sit and get my head together clearly on what, what the meeting is supposed to be about and write it down. That, that would help tremendously, I think. You really have to prepare. And, you know, the more important the meeting, the more important the preparation. I mean, I suppose some meetings... Some meetings you don't have to prepare for. They might be brainstorming sessions yeah, or just yeah. a debrief on something else. But, I, I mean, technically, even those kinds of meetings, you really should prepare for. You, you should know what the purpose is. We've got the elder of our, the chairman of our elder board, uh, he always asks this, this question of me, which I hate, but he always asks it. He says, what do you want to see accomplished in this meeting? What do you want to yeah. have accomplished when the meeting is over? And yeah. I'm like, uh, that we survive it? You know, I'd like to just survive it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that we still like each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so well, that kind of that that reminds me of the second thing that uh, pastors responded to, and it kind of relates a little bit to the whole idea of uh, being prepared. But it's that I didn't have an agenda, mm-hmm. and you know, I think in order to develop a really good agenda, you ask yourself. You begin by asking yourself two questions. The first question is, what could my agenda be? And second, what should my agenda be? We have to take that time, and this is preparation time, to brainstorm on all the things that you could talk about and then narrow it down to the most important things to talk about. I heard pastors say, you know, I really think I sabotaged this meeting uh, because I tried, I, I hear this all the time, I tried to cram too much into a two-hour meeting and I didn't have a realistic agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of the things I, I share with them is, man, depending upon when you're having your meeting, a two-hour agenda might be too long. If If it's in the evening, these people have shown up, they've put in a full day of work, they're tired. They're going to have to get up early. I, I think some of our meetings, they're just too long. And one time, one reason why they're too long is we didn't have a realistic agenda. And that takes thinking through, doesn't it? I think a realistic agenda or an open-ended agenda. When an agenda, I get an agenda and at the end it says other matters, I think a part of me dies inside. Yeah, a part of me has now died and ceased to be because of other matters. What what are these other what is this what is this blob of time called other matter? Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, if you don't have a clear agenda, I think you're in for some trouble in that meeting. Johnny, it's like your job description and 
any other responsibilities that may be assigned. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds about right. Is the last phrase. So, or, or, or the pastor in the uh, in his introduction to a sermon saying, "This morning we're going to explore seventeen reasons oh, why yeah. prayer is important." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Only seventeen. Oh. <laughs> let's not let's let's not do that. Well, the, with yeah. the agenda it reminds me of one of Andy Stanley's maxims: narrow the focus. Right, narrow the focus of the meeting, and and Dave, you alluded to the time of day. You talked about it maybe being later at night, and we've noticed that when we meet in the morning, sometimes we'll have breakfast meetings or we'll have pre-work. You know, before they go to work meetings. uh, At least for me, the whole tenor of the meeting is different. It's different. We're forward focused. We're thinking about the day. We've got we've got a deadline because guys got to get to work. So that's got to be done by a certain time. Whereas like you said at night, you know, they've, they've worked all day and especially sometimes uh, we have to, when we have an evening meeting, we actually don't start till eight or eight 30. Oh my gosh. By eight or eight 30. It's I'm, in fact, I'm thinking about, you know, talking to our board and saying, guys, if we're going to meet at eight or eight 30, let's, let's just not meet because you're really setting yourself up for failure Boy. because you can't I'm usually focus. in bed by 8 or 8:30. <laughs> <Right>. you, <know? laughs> you can't focus, you can't you can't think well. You don't re- you don't respond to each other well. You start reacting to each other. Yeah. And so yeah, either good. either really early in the evening or I would really encourage you to just try out even if it's on a Saturday morning. Uh a Saturday morning like at 7. If you've got guys who get up early anyway, they can get up and they can pretty much have their meeting done and be home. The kids haven't even finished breakfast yet. That's really good. The third thing I heard from pastors, and it's related to the agenda, so simple, uh, and yet I see it violated so many times, is just to get the agenda in the hands of your people ahead of time. I, I would guess that you will increase the productivity of your meeting uh, 50% by just simply Mailing the agenda to those who are going to attend, I would say at least three days you know, before the meeting. Let them know what they're going to be focusing on. Ask them to give the agenda some thought and prayer. It's kind of like you might think you're prepared, but if you don't have an agenda, and if that agenda is not in the hands of your people ahead of time, you're not prepared. I want to say something about this, and then i got to yes, go. Yes, sir. Then i got to go. All right. All right. So it's been beautiful to be with you, Dave. It's been very me- meaningful, yes. <laughs> There are some people, I'm not one of these people, uh, but they are valuable individuals to your team who need to process. They need to see something ah, coming good. before it gets there. And if you spring an agenda on them night of the meeting, they, they, you might as well not have had them there because they're not going to be able to, in that moment, share really useful, in-depth ideas. You know Very what I mean? Good. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so this, this three-day piece, I think, is brilliant because there are a lot of people who will take that and they will sit with it, you know, and they'll think on it and they'll tuck it away in the back of their head and they'll they'll come back to it and they'll chew it like a cow on a on a cud. They'll they'll hock <laughs> it back up a few times, send it to their hock it back stomach. up. Yeah, cud. yeah, that's how some I people are. That. I'm more of like a like a stupid little minnow or something, and I barely have the stomach space for one idea. But some people they 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 need that time, and uh, giving it three days in advance, you could get a lot of really good, valuable information from people like that who are on your team. 
That's really true, don't. Johnny. Do you, have, so, do you have to go now, Johnny? He didn't hear what well, you said, Dave. Maybe, he said maybe he, next time you'll you'll love us and the audience enough to you know hear for the entire thing. Johnny brought up such a great point about some people, they just need time to process. If we don't give them that time, it's easy for us to maybe misinterpret what response they give in the meeting because maybe they'll be negative. And the, the reason why they're negative in responding to the agenda is not it, – it's just because they didn't have time to, to think it through, you it, know. It's so true. Um, it's so true. Y- yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I've experienced this. And if any of my board members is listening to this episode, I I mean, I have got to tell the truth. I am wired so differently than almost every board member that I have. So I can come into a meeting. I don't need to be pre-informed. And uh, and uh, but I have guys on my board. They have to be pre-informed. They 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 need to know and they need to process it. And if if I just bring it up. If they're seeing it for the first time, like Johnny said, in the meeting, then yes, what they'll start questioning. And then what I'll end up doing is I'll view, I'll interpret their questioning as criticism or as negativity. Oh, that's good. And, yeah. it's, and it's not at all. It's just that the way they process, they need to organize the information in their mind and they need to step back and they need, need to look at it. And chances are 99 times out of 100, if given enough time, they're going to give a give great input and, hmm. and great uh, as they review it, they're going to give you a great review of the information you give them. But the way I'm wired is uh, I may go into, an ag- into a meeting either uh, never without an agenda, but I yeah. have had more than my share of times where I've gone in and the agenda is waiting for them when they get there. Yeah. So, and and it's okay if you don't really want to accomplish a ton of like really uh, significant important stuff in the meeting, right? But if you've got some things that you're dealing with that uh, are significant and you want to make some change or forward motion, then they really need to know. They really need to know ahead of time what that is because they they just can't pro- it's like it's like me going to Johnny's house banging on the door at 3:30 in the morning and saying we've got to leave in 5 minutes for this meeting uptown come on let's go yeah. right now well well he well he might be able to do it but if he did it to me yeah i couldn't do it i i need yeah. more than 5 minutes to get my head screwed on right and understand even <laughs> what somebody is saying yeah it's so true okay so i have to break in here and you can tell that i'm not using my professional microphone. I just need to give you an update. Now, we just talked about giving uh, board members an agenda ahead of time. Just last night in a board meeting, I half violated this rule. I prepared a proposal for my board members. I put it in writing. I presented it to them. I did not expect them to act on this proposal last night. But in, pre- in presenting it to them, I didn't tell them up front, hey, I'm not expecting you to approve or disapprove of this proposal tonight. I kind of assumed that, and I went through the proposal, and the whole time, I believe, they were thinking, oh, he wants an answer tonight, which put them probably under more stress than they needed to be under. And as we got toward the end of the conversation, I let them know that, yeah, 
I wasn't really looking for that approval tonight, but I didn't make that clear up front. So just another little learning point. Make your intentions clear at the front end of a proposal or, or a discussion, or you run the risk of adding more stress or strain to the discussion, and then again, like Dave said, misinterpreting their responses. Okay, now back to the pre-recorded podcast. Two other things I heard from pastors on what either sabotages a meeting or makes a meeting suck. They, they said, when the person leading the meeting, whom they admitted usually is me, they say, don't talk too much. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, a, a, a truth is pastors talk too much and they listen too little. I, I guess if, if we don't care about the thoughts and opinions and ideas from somebody else, then don't call a meeting. But if we do care, and most of us do, I mean, we, we really do, then we've got to limit our words so that there'll be enough time for everyone to talk. I mean, I've, I've had pastors confess to me that uh, they, they probably ended up talking 70 to 80% of the time and Ooh. then felt frustrated because they weren't able to go down their list of, uh, of uh, agenda or Man, my, you know, my, my, the people in my meeting, they hardly contributed at all. And when I ask them to evaluate, well, how much of the time did you spend thinking or talking? Then they go quiet. They think for a minute. They laugh, you know, and they say, well, I have to admit, I did most of the talking. I think know. in my board meetings, I would, I would venture to guess that I averaged 10% of the talking. See, I, I kind of have that principle that a great leader won't take up more than 10% of the meeting talking. I really do, Jeff. And, yeah. and boy, that, that takes a certain kind of leading uh, leader and a certain kind of discipline, doesn't it? Well, I don't, but you need a certain kind of people. You need certain kind of board members or whoever you're meeting with. They need to come with the willingness to give input and to share because if they're just willing to just sit and listen and listen in a way that isn't active listening but that is passive and disengaged, then, hey, the pastor is going to just, you know, he's going to, he or she is going to keep on talking. Um, but uh, so it has to do with the, with the people in the meeting. So I think as long as you've, you've pre-informed your board members or whoever the meeting attendees are going to be, and then when you come to the meeting, you want to get information from them, and you can't. I mean, if you're if the meeting is for you to give information, I don't know how many of those kind of meetings you want to have. Um, yeah, you know, you you want maybe to, you're giving reports. Okay, here was our attendance from last year. Here was our small group attendance from last year. Here's where we're at financially. You know, where you're just kind of going down a list of of information. Well, that's okay, but most of our meetings are not like that, are they? Well, you can read that information on a spreadsheet. I think that most of our meetings, we would define them as vision casting, right? Okay. Uh, we would say as the leader, we would say, well, the reason I had to talk so much is because I was casting a clear, concise, and compelling vision that painted a picture of the future that was so desirable that all of my attendees at the meeting immediately signed up for it. And then, and, and then we woke up because the phone was ringing, right? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. It was a nice dream. You but know. you know, we we do have to be good listeners in meetings. We have to listen. But listening is active, not passive. Yes. It's hard. It's hard. But we. It is, it is hard because we're 
we haven't had modeled to us, nor have we been trained to be listeners. We've been trained and, and have had modeled to us to be talkers. You yeah. know, that's that's really what we're we're professional talkers. And so to to listen, to try and be I, I have this phrase, uh, facilitate, don't dominate. Hmm. Yes. That is that takes some re educating on our part, doesn't it? It absolutely does. And and I would imagine again the the environment of the church, the personality of the church, the makeup of the board, all these things come into play when it the issue the, the question is, you know, who's talking and for how long? Yeah. When we get into this thing about well I've I've got something important or complicated to describe, uh, it's kinda like if you can't communicate something in a clear and brief way, you haven't thought through the issue adequately enough yet. We, you know, I, I don't doubt that there are not complex issues that sometimes need to be discussed, but I need to learn how to communicate that uh, with a punch, adequate amount of information, but in as brief amount of time as possible. You know, that's the magic of uh, Twitter. You know, I think every pastor should be forced to have an active participation in Twitter. Why? Because you are limited to 140 characters. And I think this is just good for us to learn to, um, you know, be brief in in the things that we, uh, you know, say. Um, our, our words should be full, but they, you know, but they need to be brief. Well, I think that's... Full but few. Now, here's the last thing that I heard from a pastor on, on my group. They, they said, uh, you know, I'm really guilty of this. He said, I'm guilty of n- not starting and not finishing on time. Mm-hmm. He suggested that people are far more willing to show up and be, and be productive if they know the meeting's going to begin and end on time. And I thought, wow, that is such a that is such a good point. Especially, well, if you're having a meeting in the morning, like you're suggesting, you got to be done on time, or these people are going to probably be late to work, right. and boy, they're going to be irritated if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. In the evening, maybe they've come straight from work. Maybe they'd like to get home to be able to put the kids to bed or to have some meaningful time with their spouse, and so to end on time, uh, start on time. If we have an agenda, if we have prioritized that agenda, then if the most important things were number one and number two, then, you know, the other things aren't as important. Therefore, we can afford to say, hey, you know what? We got to wrap this up in 10 minutes because I told you I'd get you out of here by 830. I'd get you out of here by nine. We'll just have to bump these remaining agenda items uh, either to our next meeting or maybe handle it via email or whatever. You know, it, it would be like, would you ever go into a worship service? Now, even as I say this, I realize some do, but yeah. would you ever go into a worship service that was open-ended, that's going to yeah. get started kind of any time, and then it's going to end, well, whenever it ends? <laughs> because honestly, some of my meetings, they might stop in an hour and a half, or it, it might go to two and a half hours. You know, yeah. depending on what it is. And one of the things I, I always try to do is if the meeting goes longer, I don't want it to be because of me. 
So okay. if the people at the meeting are saying, hey, hey, we can stay, we want to we want to keep talking about this, we want to work this out, I always want it to be clear that I'm not keeping them. They're they're staying of their own accord, and, you know, I'm willing, I'm always willing, right? I'm willing to stay and to, to help, you know, get, get through something or finish something. But if it is going to go long, and, and usually when it goes long, it's because the guys are talking about stuff, they're having a good time, they're they're figuring something out, or they're just telling stories, and they're just enjoying their time together. That's usually when it goes long. And, yeah. you know, I think in a meeting, it's, it is important to be able to have some time where people are just catching up with each other. Now, again, sure. cer- certain meetings, you wouldn't want to do that. But in the church, in the body of Christ, we don't want to have meetings that are that are so official and so productive and efficient that it just takes the relationship out of the meeting, you know. Wow, that's good. So it's like it's got to be. It's almost an art form, you know. You've got to yeah. figure that out. And honestly, after after thirty years of ministry, I am still figuring it out. I'm oh, still I know. working on it because I know it. My personality doesn't help me in this area. So right now, currently, uh, the chairman of our elder board is chairing the meetings. Here's an idea: have yeah. someone else chair the meeting. If Interesting. You, yeah, if you aren't good at it, and it's okay if you're not good at it, you know, if, you, if you're if you so worried about, uh, you know, everybody's feelings and you want to give everybody time to speak and, and you're not very good at directing the, the, you know, managing the direction of the conversation, then maybe find somebody in the group who who's really good at running a meeting and, wow. uh, you know, have the... You have the agenda. Maybe you share the agenda with them, and uh, let them let them take it from there. That that's a that's a good option or addition. And the final thing that I would add would be: Are we training the participants in our meeting as to certain etiquette in having a meeting? Mm-hmm. How to have an a productive meeting? Uh, let's try and avoid or look out for this, this, and this. What kind of when you talk about leadership development, do we ever train and equip our leadership teams on how to have a productive meeting? Usually we don't, but I think we would benefit a lot if we invested some time in that form of leadership development. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I just said I'm still learning and growing. But right. as we've been talking, uh this sounds it can sound at first blush like a rather mundane topic. However, Meetings are so important, and yeah. good meetings are so helpful and productive for your organization, for your church. Good yeah. good meetings, are they really are so important. And I think sometimes, you know, we know the people coming. We've met with them a hundred times before. Sometimes we get taking kind of a cavalier approach to it, and that's really that's really probably not very beneficial. And yeah. so for those of us listening who are more like me, who are more relational and less task-oriented, we have some work to do in that area so that uh, those who uh, are more task-focused and are more information-focused, just in their approach to a meeting especially, that we're helping them and that we're helping them help the church and help the body of Christ where we are because their gifts need to be uh, need to be oiled and need to be yes. watered by us. And so many pastors are relational, you know, we're people yeah. persons. And, uh, yeah. and, and so let's, let's, let's work on that because 
uh, meetings are very important. They can make or break an initiative in your church. Well, and uh, for those who are listening to us today, you heard me reference um, that I got a lot of these ideas from uh, the Small Church Pastor group page on Facebook. And it's uh, actually it's kind of ironic because it's a rather large group and it's for small church pastors. But if you're interested, just go onto Facebook and plug in the search for Small Church Pastor. You'll see us ask to become uh, a member of it. And um, you you might enjoy it. A lot of pastors are. And you'll hold out the Holy Scepter and just touch it upon their head, and they'll be part of the group. And they're blessed. I'm a benevolent dictator, and I <laughs> vet you first. But once, you know, it's it's limited to only lead pastors or senior pastors of a local church. Nobody else gets in there because we want it to be a safe environment. We don't allow anybody get to, to get mean and nasty and argue about anything. Uh, it's really, really a unique group, and it has developed over the last number of years into a real great, productive, and safe place for pastors of smaller churches. And Dave, you're at smallchurchpastor.com. I am. And you blog at davejacobs.net. I do. Very cool. And Jacobs, J-A-C-O-B-S, the normal way. The normal way. What's the abnormal way? Oh, you get K's in there, and you got a couple zero. You got a couple O's instead of you know all the kind. Couple B's. I've, I've maybe. seen people leave off S's at the end, but you know. So yeah, J A C O B S. Hey Dave, before we end this podcast episode, let's uh-huh. let's just review. Do you have the list in front of you? Can you just review? Yeah, yeah. The things okay, so that here's can... the review. Uh, number one, be prepared. Number two, have an agenda. Number three hand out the agenda ahead of time. Number four, don't talk too much. And number five, start and finish on time. Cool. And I'll add the number six, meet in the morning whenever possible. Ah, ah, yeah. Very good. Very good. Cool. Hey, Dave, thanks so much. Always a pleasure to be here. That was the kind, gracious, and courageous Dave Jacobs from smallchurchpastor.com. You know, Dave coaches and consults with pastors and with church boards. If you're looking to uh, really beef up the effectiveness of your relationship with your church board, your church board's leadership in your church along with you, and how you and your board work together, Hey, get a hold of Dave, Dave at smallchurchpastor.com. You could email him. He does coaching with pastors, particularly pastors of small churches, although he's coached pastors of extremely large churches as well. I think several thousand. He was telling me just uh, a few months ago he was coaching and working with a church board and with their staff. So uh, Dave can really do it all. He's a great guy. You got to hear him on this episode. If you need help, do not languish out there in the pond of struggling pastors. Hey, get over to the shore, get to a phone booth, give Dave a call, send him an email. Again, you can find him at smallchurchpastor.com and his contact information there. He can help you struggle no longer. Call Dave. All right, well, that's it for episode 229. I promise next week, Johnny will be with me both in the introduction and the conclusion. How embarrassing that we never recorded either. You know, we probably recorded them 
and I just don't know where the recording is. Johnny will tell me in the morning when he hears this. So, hey, thanks for listening this week to the 200 Churches Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe at 200churches.com and receive the guy's free PDF download called Our 7 Favorite Ministry Resources. You can count on us to be back next Wednesday with another brand new shiny episode just for you. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love the people in your 200 church. And ignore me for the rest of your oh, life. So you- your, family, your family will still be there. You guys are the guilt trip twins. Oh, my word. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, edit point. Let me think here. Um, oh man, Dave, I'm getting old, man. My brain just went totally blank. What this point was? Oh yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, we could be afraid that they're going to leave the church, and exactly if they happen to be uh, large givers, then uh, you know we could fear the loss of income. Um, yeah. that ding so loud in my ear when you said fear the loss of income or before um did your did your phone ding on your end no i didn't hear anything oh it dinged on my laptop (laughs) my iphone's down here is connected with my macbook and so my iphone's quiet but my macbook got it dinged off um yeah we could just fear that they're